Blog Talk Radio. Physical and emotional plane, both. Obviously. Yes. 
yes. Yeah, I, I think that that's uh, that's a, that, that's very well put in terms of your experience at medical school. How you were taught initially that there's connections, but then I guess things got very technical, specific, and compartmentalized. And the technical aspects of medicine and learning about all the systems and how they work took precedence over the connection and how we're really dealing with a human being and not just an assemblage of parts. Absolutely. And I think I think it's hard. I mean I, I don't I don't think the you know, the entire medical field is out to get us. I think that, you know, things have just gotten off track uh, mm-hmm. by a lot. And and I think that at a certain point, you know, there's still a lot of people out out there, at least let's say in the United States, suffering from a lot of problems, even, you know, these important things that we put our emphasis on, like diabetes and heart disease, and these are real things that are bringing them to the hospital, and they're real things that need to be dealt with at the time, but what is actually causing them, and why this is happening to us as a society, I think there, there's, as I, you know, we've talked, and, and you agree, you know, there's, there's so much more to it than... Um, the absence of you know this drug um in their life um it's 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 how we think it's how we eat it's how we live and 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 the energy we're putting into our lives and the attention we put into our lives right. intention now, and, that, and attention intention and attention yes that's, yeah. that's true and it's it's fascinating as as we all learn more about you know the the interrelationship of these factors. There are so many different possibilities that emerge for treatment. And also, I think the whole idea of illness needs to be redefined in our society. I agree, Uh, completely. uh, Because labeling anybody, from my point of view, is not dispositive. And and I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight into why I say that. And by the mm-hmm. way, let me just put in a disclaimer that I have no medical background, and science was always a big mystery to me, you know, the technical mm-hmm. aspects of it. I was more a liberal arts guy and, you know, English, political science, and things like that. Uh, however, I've come to realize that in the universe and within each of us, in our physical body, illness does not exist in a vacuum, so-called illness, because at the same time that somebody is supposedly ill, the potential for complete health exists simultaneously. Yes. So I think I think to categorize somebody as ill is a, is a good place that we need to stop doing. We need to stop categorizing people. I, I would say a more accurate way of describing people who don't feel well is that there's an imbalance in their system or systems at some point. And, I agree. You know, the whole idea of labeling people as sick and ill... I think is is um, is like labeling people for anything else. You know, life spills over from any label that you might want to impose on somebody. And I think that's something that yeah. the medical establishment has not really come to grips with. I don't think anybody needs to be labeled as sick or ill. Yeah, I, and I mean, I, I I can understand why that happens. You know, in order to teach something, you you create patterns and and you line things up and say, okay, these are this category, so you learn them this way. And I think that might be part of that, but. Um, I, I very much agree, and um, one person, I mean, there can be many causes um, of the same disease, and there can be many, quote-unquote, and there can be one cause of many different diseases, and first, I mean, first and foremost, we're all very different genetically, and the way we were raised, 
in the way mm-hmm. we think of things, and all of those things affect, you know, one person eats gluten and they have a problem with it, and another person has no problem whatsoever, um, and all those factors come to play. Um, but but I, I wholeheartedly agree, and and I, I feel like, um, I think I've mentioned this to you, you know, there's a propaganda that's kind of happened. I think it was unintentional, but, you know, we're, we're taught, we're raised to believe this is the right thing to do. You get sick, you go see a doctor, you get a medicine. And if you don't do that, you're not mm-hmm. doing the right thing for yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. Right. And, and, and But I, in the traditional answer. approach to illness, um, the power, the, the power um, equation was, correct me if I'm wrong, the patient is powerless, the doctor is omnipotent. And I think that is something that a lot of people object to because, you know, as people more and more discover that they have the power to heal themselves, not that it makes a doctor obsolete, far from it, uh, but the omnipotence <laughs> that m- that many doctors seem to feel will would certainly be reduced and there's a humility attached to that. And that's something I think a lot of doctors resist, the whole idea of that. <clears throat> yeah, and, and as much as, you know, I definitely as you can already probably tell, have a lot of frustration with our medical, uh, with the medical field. Um, I think that that's that fear of unknown. And and, and I, I do think that a lot of people, a lot of doctors do go into medicine with the, the right heart and the right idea, but we're taught in such a way that it's almost as if someone is telling us this is the information, this is the right thing, and and nothing else really. You know, the adrenals they either function perfectly, they function, they overfunction, and they're terrible, or they don't function at all, and there's nothing in between, and that's the truth. And I think right. when some doctors hear, oh, you know, there's such things as adrenal fatigue, no, and and I think that's more that they can't control it. They they want to be able to help, and this is all they know and nothing else exists out of that because they can't fix it and make you better. And I think it's out of a good intention, but it's coming coming from a very non-aware place. And it's 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 disappointing because it, mm-hmm. it really affects all of us. Right. And I think a, another way that I look at physical and emotional health, because you can't really um, forget, you can't talk about one without the other, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, is... Uh, you know, it's a fluid thing. You know, people, it, it's very interesting. I, I know that as my ideas about illness have shifted, when there is an imbalance in my body, I'm so much more aware of, of the etiology of it or the cause of it, where it's coming yeah. from, what happened to, you know, sort of get things off balance. And now mm-hmm. I approach it in a totally different way. It's just incredible compared to like five or ten years ago, the way I would approach an imbalance that happens in my body. And for the listeners' uh, edification, one of the things I look at almost first and almost exclusively is, is there um, some kind of an emotional problem that I'm facing that's manifesting in my body? Because let me just come right out and say it. I believe that all physical illnesses start with a severe emotional imbalance. I believe that's the cause of physical illness. And, you know, there is, I believe there's increasing evidence to support what I just said. Because I think I, when we spoke before the show, when I first met you, we were talking about this book, Vibrational Medicine. 
Mm-hmm. And in that book, they talk about the ethereal energy which surrounds all of us. And one of the theories advanced by Gerber in vibrational medicine is that all illness first starts in this layer of energy that surrounds us. It's not in the physical body yet. It's in the ethereal energy, and we all have it. And then it makes its way into the physical body. So intuitively, I always felt that there was a severe emotional imbalance that 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 um, presaged any physical problem, especially the serious problems that people have in our society, like yeah, cancer, cancer and heart disease. Oh, yeah. I've known Absolutely. people who have gotten some of these serious illnesses, and I've tried to observe whether I could detect a severe emotional imbalance with them, and I could, quite honestly. Mm. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's true for all of us, even for like even a cold or a sore throat. Something, something hits us when we're feeling a little vulnerable. We had bad news or it was a bad day. We're feeling a little weak. Our immune system is, is challenged. You know, and it's it's all about keeping the systems of the body, the immune system, the nervous system, and there's like a bunch of others that I've learned in Kundalini Yoga. There's like ten different systems, but keeping them strong, that's what really and a lot of those <clears throat> the systems are in the ethereal are affected by dealing with the ethereal energy, which is what Kundalini Yoga does. It strengthens you. It goes to the ethereal energy, the energy that surrounds you which impacts all the glandular systems in your body. It's totally fascinating. <laughs> oh, Kundalini. Kundalini is beautiful. It's it's very beautiful. Um I love it. Um and I have to say that I I I I agree with you. I, I still hold, you know, the, there's so many factors that in, affect our lives every day, every moment and I I wholeheartedly believe that our emotions and our connectedness with ourselves is Huge in right. in how how our what our health is. Um, I do have to say yes. There are some genetic issues that you know what I um, knew you were going to say that, and I want to <laughs> just tell you and all our listeners, I'm glad to have this dialogue, and I'm glad you disagree with me. I don't. But I, I knew I you were going to bring in genetics. Intuitively, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I can't fully say I disagree. Um, I just you know there are some genetic abnormalities that happen, right. and and do, is there some emotional something even from a generation ago? Maybe, maybe. Well, what I would, what I'm, I'm, I would not say say, I'm not going to say disagree. I'll tell you how yeah. I would respond to what you said because I knew you were going to say that. So my thinking on that is that it's the energy you bring to the knowledge of certain genetic predispositions that control, and that energy is in the ethereal level. So even if you, even if your ancestors had were, were predisposed to, let's say, a certain kind of cancer or hypertension, that doesn't mean you can't alter that oh, by, absolutely. Yes. by doing certain yeah. things in your life. See, I believe that Nothing is a done deal. Nothing is a foregone conclusion with the right awareness. It's all about consciousness. Um, oh, I agree. And, I'm, and, a, I'm not yeah, referring to share, those things. Let me share sure, with sure, you a couple ahead. of uh, stories that I happen to have read a few years ago in the New York Times, which have always stuck with me. One was a story about a woman who had cancer. And instead of checking into a hospital and getting chemotherapy, she decided she was going to go to Switzerland and check into a five-star hotel for a month, mm-hmm. and she cured herself. Beautiful. And my, when I read that, I was a little skeptical, and then as time went on, I began to see what she meant by that. And having stayed in a few five-star hotels myself, 
I could say that the life-affirming nature of being in beautiful surroundings, eating incredible food, being taken care of by people who at least their job is to pretend they love you, but to you know be caring <laughs> and supportive and take care of your every need is can reverse disease. And, absolutely. and it did in her case. Absolutely. It really did. And the other story that I also read about in the Times was of a guy who had HIV and his belief system. Here, now we're touching into another area that I think affects physical health. Mm-hmm. His belief system was that he could cure himself of it. He believed it very strongly, and he did. And the, and the doctors were amazed, but he did it. I've heard of that, yeah. yeah. So no disagreements so, with that. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting when you when you hear about this, but obviously these people have a very strong belief system, and they don't subscribe to the thing. I'm sick. I'm going to die. It's a done deal. Right. And let me just yeah. let let me just let me just fill myself with all these drugs. Let me just have all these treatments that destroy the quality of my life. They take a whole other approach, and you have to be really strong to do that. Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I agree with you when it comes to predispositions, and I meant things such as. Um, down syndrome or something like called hydrops vitalis where um the genetics don't don't even allow for the continuation of life or some major genetic right. abnormality that doesn't even allow you but to that's a to super make it small percentage of all diseases. That's sure, yeah. I was just I had percentage. to say it. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> but no, I understand yes, that. Ab- but that's gotta be less than one percent. That's gotta be less than one percent of what most people suffer from in terms of physical ailments. Yeah, when we're talking about like your usual population with like chronic illness, I completely we I'm completely on the same page as you and um no doubt about it and I've actually given talks about epigenetics. I find it amazing and wonderful and, and it gives it gives hope. I completely and that is I think why I really went into medicine is to um to help people shift their perspectives and give them hope because there is, I see that there is always hope. There's always an opportunity to heal. That's how I see it as well. Right. Well, I think every moment for all of us, every one of us is an opportunity to heal, as you put it, or, you know, or to be affected in a negative way by our environment or our life at that moment, the people around us. And let me, let me also talk about something else which I think affects physical health to a huge extent, which is the people that are the closest to you and the people you spend time with and the people you surround yourself with. I believe that you pick up on their energy, and if those people are going to be sick, you're going to be sick too, and very often in the same way. Uh, I've seen that happen too with people that I know. And, you know, I could sort of tell that the, the energy of the people that they're sort of hanging around with or that they're close with family members you know, are not very healthy. And how do you nicely tell somebody? We, I mean, you and I briefly spoke about this the other day, but how do you nicely tell somebody you should stay away from certain family members that you have? You know, it's a delicate issue. It's a very delicate well, issue. Well, absolutely. Maybe maybe um, because not everybody wants to be told, <laughs> of course. Many people don't want to hear it. Um, maybe to, from the other side, from the positive side, suggest, um, how it it would be probably really wonderful for their health to spend time around more positive energy people, such mm-hmm. as so and so and so and so, or somebody right. who gives you that right. kind of support that you need to go to really, you know, connect positively with yourself in in your life. That could be a way. 
You never know. <laughs> I think I think that's great. You know, and 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 it's it all comes down to awareness and consciousness, like everything, and belief systems. And you know, unfortunately, we all all of us sometimes get stuck with uh, you know friends, lovers that prefer mm-hmm. to see us in an unhappy state and would be threatened yeah. if we were super happy. It happens yeah. to everybody, and that yeah. realization is you know a hard one. It's one of the hard realizations of life to accept the fact that not everyone who claims to love you really wishes you the best. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think probably in their heart they really do, but they're not ready to live in that space yet, and they have their own old stories and demons and um, belief systems that keep them there, and they're not necessarily the best to be around, even if they do truly love you and, and do want the best for you, but they can't seem right. to live it but in the it, present you know, moment. If it doesn't translate into action that is positively supporting you, all of the best intentions in the world are worthless. So, I feel like you're talking directly to me right now. <laughs> oh, really? I hear, I yeah. No, I, I, I mean, <laughs> well, that's how I feel, and I, I think it's. I think yes. you have to really look at what people do rather than what they proclaim. You know, Absolutely. and and how you feel about their actions, and not to blame anybody, but just to shift the time you spend with people, if you're not comfortable in a certain situation, your body will tell you that you're not comfortable. And you have to listen to your body more often. I think that's another thing that promotes a certain degree of health and wellness is to listen to your body. No doubt about it. I have to say I have found in my practice of integrative medicine, I think one of the key things, it sounds so simple and yet it's kind of hard, but so straightforward, one of the key things you can do for yourself is to keep a journal, to journal what you're eating. I mean, sort of each day, kind of time out idea. the day. Great yeah, idea. Write what you're eating, how you're feeling. So it might even be symptoms that you even want to track, things that you're that are bothering you and you haven't quite found right as a pattern. But also emotional experiences. Maybe you were watching a fight down the street. Note it or something that happened at work and just start just watching because, you know, food you eat is not necessarily going to affect you immediately. Sometimes it could be right. four days later, depending on how you digest. So Very true. It is, it, you could start, it just starts opening your eyes to what's actually happening in your body, and it can yeah, really I, connect you I a lot more. I love that idea, and I think our listeners can embrace it wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm glad you sort of brought the conversation back to food because in, in the few remaining minutes that we have, I want to talk a little about diet. What's your position on diet? Enormous, enormous, enormous impact on our health. Um, You know, you are what you eat. That is true. Um, But, you know, I think for so long, you know, I was raised with whatever, all the stuff at the grocery store, and I know my mom cares, she loves me, and she wants to give me the right foods, but, you know, where is this food coming from? So really, you know, I I make it a point to try to eat very clean and whole foods, um, very little packaged foods if I can. And if they are, I, I belong to the a little shout out to the Park Slope Food Co-op. But you know, very wholesome. I I don't always eat completely pesticide free, I guess. But I I try to avoid the dirty dozen and the, that you can find on um, environmentalworkinggroup.org, ewg.org um, for the latest list. Um, and uh, and I think also huge is uh, another thing that people I think miss a lot is, you know, we might crave things or eat things, but if you're not getting the nutrition you need, your body's going to crave and want. And if you give it what you need, you don't really 
end up desiring more. Mm-hmm. But I think we're so lacking in nutrients. Not So many people are just not getting the nutrients they need, much less there's a lot of nutrients mixed in with a lot of toxins. And mm-hmm. it's important to to take those out. Well, is that why people crave fast food, do you think? Why it's so popular in this country? Well, I think that's a number of reasons. It's cheap. It's a lot cheaper. Sometimes, you know, an organic something is going to be more expensive than something inorganic. Mm-hmm. Inorganic. It's not inorganic, mm-hmm. but uh, not right. organic. Um, not organic. Uh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the stuff tastes good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think I haven't had it in a while, but, you know, a burger and fries, um, it tastes good. Um, and and if So you're, once in a while, that's okay. I I think so. I also don't necessarily calorie count. I think there is something. I'm not putting it down, but I think if you're giving your body what it needs and you're also moving your body and you're giving your body the good oils and fats it needs and the right proteins and uh, carbs and and not just starving it or or you know trying to do something to it that it doesn't really want. And first, mm-hmm. it's trying to figure out what your body needs, but right. um, it. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not yeah. against anything, and everybody's different. So if somebody yeah, wants yeah, a burger yeah. and fries every now and then, I th- why not? I think in moderation, I think that's not terrible. It's fine. And what do you think about supplements and vitamins? I know I've uh, there has been some studies that seem to indicate that most vitamins just <laughs> pass through you and don't do much good, and other people swear by them. What do you think? The what's your position on that? So my position on that, um, some of this comes from Mark Hyman's work, um, who I actually ran into today. Um, so I'm kind of quoting him. But, you know, back when uh, my grandmother was, a, you know, a young girl, our food was very different, and the nutrients in our soil were so much better. And and a, a lot of nutrients, our food is not as nutrient-dense as it used to. So the amount of foods we need to eat to get the right nutrients well, let me take a step back. The the recommended daily allowance of nutrients is based on the lowest amount of of that vitamin or or or, or mineral that you need in or before you become deficient. Oh, really? So okay. We're, yeah. So we're not even working on optimal levels. So so there's that. Um, so if you base all those things on that, you're not necessarily thinking how am I going to be the most optimal person or in the most optimal optimal health for me if you get those nutrients. And then if you try to eat the same amount of things that your maybe your grandmother ate back in the day, you're not going to get the same amount of nutrients. So I do mm-hmm. believe in supplements. Do I believe supplements fix everything and they're perfect, perfect for everything? No. And I think that, you know, you can't just – everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. And and just – and there's I think there's a lot of fantastic supplements, it, and it matters – it matters to look at the science. It matters to look at the company. It matters to know that they have third-party evaluations of their products and that they're cleanly um, produced. And um, and you look at all that matters. You know, if you if you get fish oil, you want to make sure that they're not using fish that are from mercury, you know, fish that have right. a high level of mercury in them. That would. Be, and how would you find that out? So you can actually call the companies and ask them if they have a third-party. Um, uh, evaluator, I'm not thinking of the right word, but um, and they should be able to actually send you information about that. And there's also um, there's a company called Emerson Ecologics that has they basically um, uh, have a number of different products under their umbrella, and they are putting their seal on the products that they have 
a partnership with that have third-party evaluation um, mm-hmm. to make sure that they're very highly high-quality products. And then, you know, different supplement stores um, depends on the store, um, but you can ask the people working there to find out, you know, which products are brought taken through rigorous evaluations and really quality made. There's a number of them out there, but there, but you know, since there's no FDA regulations, you really want to do your homework. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good advice, provided that some of these people that you suggest contacting a have the information and or are informed enough to be able to do distribute it to you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, but I could probably uh, talk for quite for another thirty minutes just on supplements. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but I think it's an important thing. It's a huge business in this country, and it is. You know, I think that people w- people should probably know more about the supplements that they're taking. Let's leave it like that. But like I agree. everything, uh, I agree. Like, yeah, like everything in our life today, it requires effort, and there's a lot of effort required in many of the aspects of our life. So people have a limited amount of time. So, uh, you know, what you're asking people to do is quite laudatory, but whether or not people are going to really do it is another story. But that remains to be seen. Let our listeners make the choice themselves. Uh, But uh, I I think it's interesting that to know that you could even ask these people, and thank you for that that knowledge that you passed on to us, because it is something that we can do if we're inclined to do it and want to know more. Meanwhile, believe it or not, we're running out of time. We have less than 30 seconds left. Uh, Susan, what's the best way to get in touch with you if any of our listeners want to? Um, well, uh, you can check me out on my website, susanscharfmd.com. Uh, my email is susanscharfmd at gmail.com. Okay. And my and um, my telephone number. Uh, um, you don't you don't need to give that on. Yeah. They can they can find that out. But um, great. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good. I'm right, for that. But we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. Susan, thank you for being on Monogy Life, and good thank night you. to all our listeners. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Good night. <laughs>